What does it mean to be a Spirit-filled believer? Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Is it the same as receiving the Spirit, the Holy Spirit coming upon you, and overflowing by the Spirit of God? Does this happen when you're saved? Or is there a second experience of the Holy Spirit? Today, what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and are you filled with the Spirit? Hi, this is Robert Furrow, and welcome to Hot Topics. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. There is some confusion and debate about what receiving the Holy Spirit is and what it's called. Is it the baptism of the Spirit? Is it receiving the Holy Spirit? Is it being filled with the Holy Spirit? Does it happen when you're saved? Does it happen afterwards? Do I need to pray that God would empower me with the Holy Spirit? Or does that happen all at the same time? Well, the Holy Spirit is complex and his work in the life of a believer is complex. And we have a tendency to oversimplify things. And there are two extremes. One side that says that you've got to be filled with the Spirit or you're not really a genuine Spirit-filled believer. The other side that says that you shouldn't ask God for receiving or being baptized or empowering of the Holy Spirit because you received every bit of the Spirit when you were born again. And we're gonna see that that's the case, but does that mean that there isn't a second experience other than being born again? Let's take a look. Let's see what being baptized in the Spirit is by looking at three things. Do we receive the Holy Spirit when we get saved? Number two, is there a second experience of the Holy Spirit? Number three, how do I receive the power of the Spirit? At the end of this video, I wanna pray for you that you would be given the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Number one, do you receive the Holy Spirit when you are saved? The simple answer to this is yes. You receive the Holy Spirit the moment you call on His name. So anyone who says that church doesn't have the Holy Spirit, if they're a genuine born-again church, they do have the Holy Spirit. Let's look at a few verses that tell us that. First of all, we have to be born again to receive the Holy Spirit. John 1.12 says, as many as receive Him, He gives the right to become a child of God to those who believe in His name. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if anyone is in Christ, they are transformed, everything becomes new, and the old is put away. And so part of that transformation is being filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible clearly teaches us that you can't be saved without the work of the Spirit. Look at 1 Corinthians 12, 3. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, this doesn't mean that people can't parrot the words, Jesus is Lord. It means they can't sincerely say it and receive salvation without the Holy Spirit. The first work of the Spirit in your life is drawing you to Christ. The second work of the Spirit is you becoming a Christian. Romans 8, 9 says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. That's pretty clear. If you don't have the Spirit, you are not in Christ. The Bible also teaches us that when we are saved, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit, kind of a down payment. In Ephesians 1.13, it says, In Him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The Bible also tells us that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? 
This means the Holy Spirit takes up residence inside of you when you become a Christian. 1 John 4, 4 tells us, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Whether it's a spirit or a person, the spirit of God who is in you is greater than those who are in the world. And this is for every believer. Number two, is there a second experience of the Holy Spirit? It seems so. We see in Acts 8, 14 through 17, a very important passage where Philip has gone to Samaria and they received the gospel. This is where Jesus ministered to the woman at the well and they receive Christ. They are genuinely born again. But then it says in verse 14 of Acts 8, now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet, he had fallen on none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. They were genuinely saved. They had been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, but they hadn't received the Holy Spirit yet. So at the very least you have to say, for these believers, they have received the Holy Spirit by a second experience. And I think that we can be confident that if there is that example, that that example is for us. Now, Acts 8:12 tells us when they're saved. It says, but when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. You can't say these guys weren't saved. They were, and then Peter and John go to them and pray for them to receive the Holy Spirit, and they do. So I think completely writing off a second experience is problematic. I understand that there are those who get prideful, that there are those who believe I'm spirit-filled and I've received gifts of the spirit, others haven't, and that is problematic. We need to walk in humility and truly being filled with the spirit is gonna have the fruit of love and we're gonna be humble if we really have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Now the Holy Spirit fell on the disciples after they were saved in John 20, Jesus breathes on his disciples and they receive the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts 1.5, later on, Jesus says to them, for truly John baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. They had already received the Holy Spirit in John 20, and now not many days from now, they're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That seems to me like the previous passage to be a reference of being baptized in the Spirit. It says, in Acts 8, 14 through 17, they had only been baptized in water as if there is some other kind of baptism. Maybe it's more correct than we think to say, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? And then in Acts 1, 8, only a few verses later from verse five, he says to tarry in Jerusalem and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So there's power to be able to go out and share Christ and they receive the Holy Spirit. You either have to say in John 20, they weren't saved when Jesus breathed on them or that Acts 2 was a saving event. And it doesn't look like it is. It looks like they are genuine believers who are waiting for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I don't think that every person getting filled with the Spirit or baptized in the Spirit or the Holy Spirit falling upon them after they're saved looks like Acts chapter two. I think that was an initial baptism that had a lot going on. But I believe 
that God empowers us to do the work he's called us to do. Now, the disciples were not just filled on Pentecost. They were filled again in chapter four, and then again in chapter eight. And as you read through the book of Acts, you see many times the Holy Spirit comes upon them, and not just the apostles, but upon other people as well. There's one more passage that is interesting, and this is Acts 19, one through six. And here we have Apollos in Corinth, and there are some believers who have never really given their lives to Christ. They've been baptized in the baptism of John, but they aren't really saved. When Paul goes to them and talks to them about salvation, we see this separation again. Listen to what it says, Acts 19, verses one through six. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So now he's wondering, when you believed, did you receive the Holy Spirit? So you can receive the power of the Spirit when you're born again, or it might happen later on. They said to him, we had not so much as heard that there was a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, the Christ, Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, that's a genuine salvation. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So there was a special empowering that came by the laying on of the hands of Paul after they had truly received Christ as their savior. I think these passages help us to understand that there is a second experience of the Holy Spirit. And if you've never been empowered, if you've never received the Holy Spirit, if you've never had the gifting of the Holy Spirit in your life, then you wanna seek those things out. So what is it that we need to do in order to receive the Holy Spirit, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, to have the infilling, the upon experience, that second experience of the Holy Spirit. Let's take a look at that. Number three, how do I receive the power of the Holy Spirit? First, you have to be born again. The Bible clearly teaches that we receive the Holy Spirit upon salvation. And no one had an empowering of the Spirit until they were initially born again. And this means you have to give your life to Christ. In Acts 2, 38, Peter says this, then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent and be baptized and the gift of the Holy Spirit will be given to you. Jesus encouraged us to ask for the Holy Spirit. In Luke 11:13, he said, if you then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? We just ask him, Lord, fill me, empower me. I want everything your spirit has to offer me. I don't necessarily like the term, I want all of your spirit or I want more of your spirit. I realize that there are some scriptures that kind of look like that could be something, but I don't know that it's a clear teaching in the Bible. But what we do receive is the Holy Spirit upon salvation and then an empowering or an overflowing of the Holy Spirit when we ask him, when we seek for him. We also see in the Bible that they laid hands on people for them to receive the Holy Spirit. I don't think that this is absolutely necessary, but sometimes for faith, I think it's a good thing. 
that we would lay hands on people and pray that they would receive the Holy Spirit after they have been born again. Remember that passage in Acts 8, 14 through 17, where Peter and John go to Samaria? Well, it says there, then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And also in Acts 9, 17, where Ananias prays for Paul to receive his sight, he also prays that he would receive the Holy Spirit. So we can pray for other people to receive the Holy Spirit as well, laying hands on them and praying for them, praying that they would be filled with the Spirit of God. Yes, I do believe there is a second experience of the Holy Spirit. When you are born again, you have a genuine relationship with Him. Then the Holy Spirit is inside of you. And every genuine believer has it. But then you can be filled and you can be empowered to do the work that God calls you to do. The Holy Spirit is called the gift of the Spirit. And the gifts of the Spirit are the empowering to do the work that God's called you to do. The irony is I believe that there are those who don't believe that there's any empowering or any second experience of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will fill them and empower them. I want to pray for you that you would receive the Holy Spirit today. What kind of work does God have for you? He doesn't want you to do it under the power of the flesh, but under the power of the Spirit. And I want to pray that God would fill you with the Spirit. Now may the Lord bless you. May he fill you with his spirit. May his spirit fall upon you now and may you be empowered and gifted to do the work that God has called you to do. May you receive this by faith in the name of Jesus, amen. God bless you, stay close to Jesus. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.